Once again, we back. It's the real hip hop. Yeah, we back, man. Where we been, man? We've been missing. <laughs> We've been busy, man. You I know. know we got lives, man. Yeah, brother's been living lives a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit of life going on out there, man. You know? Yeah, how your uh how your challenge going? Man, some aspects good. <laughs> some aspects bad. Same here, man. You Same know? here. My push-up routine has not re- has not returned. <laughs> it's MIA. My push-up routine has not been seen since the second week of the challenge, man. I'm looking for it. Hey. Routine push-ups. Anybody see my push-ups? <laughs> hey, you see some sit-ups around here? <laughs> I'm looking. I can't find them. <laughs> They're gone. Ain't been seen since. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I ain't seen the gym in a, in, in a couple. <laughs> it's been a hot a little, minute. It's been a little bit. A little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been a little bit. Everything yeah. else is moving. Yeah, but that 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 part. Yeah, I ain't yeah. been able to fit it in to the. <laughs> it hasn't been. It's it's not looking good. It's not I feel you. Good. I feel you two thousand percent. Yeah, it's not. I'm there good. with you. It's like once it it just fell off a cliff. It it it, it didn't fall down like one step. That right. motherfucker just the fitness part just jumped off a cliff, never to be seen again. <laughs> fell straight into the abyss. Just the clouds below. Like what happened to? What's up, routine? After the fitness. Yeah, man, it's gone. You just it's hear gone. him falling <laughs> endlessly <laughs> into the abyss. It's gone, man. Yeah. Uh, but just like you said, other aspects is going all right, man. The only good, the thing that's saving me, my diet. Mm, yeah, exactly. My diet, I haven't, I haven't gained or lost really. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been about two pounds up, two pounds down, you know, yeah. here and there, but. Cause my diet is is still pretty good, but yeah. as far as working out, it is mm-hmm. not happening, yo. <laughs> yeah, I think I lost it my is. initial five pounds, and I just been literally like right there. I still yeah. got like five more to go, but that five, I ain't getting no lower. It's just within <laughs> one half pound pound every day. I'm not yeah. going up, not going down. Which, yeah. but I, I have changed some eating things on this truck. I'm starting to really kind of figure some things out, and so I think that I could actually. I might be able to get down, you know, get rid of that last couple pounds just by diet now. Yeah. If I can't, you know, find these push-ups, you know, wherever they seem to be hidden from your boy right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so for everybody at home listening, hey, man, look, we're not perfect. Sometimes we fall off, you know. My musical shit is cracking, though. Yeah, all my other shit is cracking. Yeah. It's just the fitness. Everything else, <laughs> I got I got new business deals I'm working on. I got yeah. hustles I'm 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 yeah. I'm working on. Like I got I'm I got some shit going. Yeah. I just that one part is just not <laughs> just not happening. Yeah. I wonder why the fitness is so hard this time. Well, you know why? I mean, you know what? Last time you wasn't working when we did. Right. And I was still full time music. Right. So, so we had quick. time. You could wake up every day and just work out in the morning. I was, work I was out going evening. to the gym at like eleven. Yeah, that ain't happening now, bro. No, nah, it ain't happening now. No, no. I I can't go till five five thirty, mm. and by then I didn't worked all day. Do I really want to get in the car and go sweat just to come you know, all the way back home at what midnight? Right. Go to sleep and be back up at what seven eight. 
at the yeah, latest. Do I, yeah, do I want to do that? Nah. Nah, not really. No, no, to be honest. <laughs> nah. No, brothers don't feel like doing it. It's okay. Yeah. But yo, if you keep into it at home, you know what I mean? We we down on that one, but we still kicking ass in the other two that we had, you know. Yeah. We, we moving right along with those. So uh, yeah. you know, stay encouraged, you know. We're not perfect. Neither are you. Don't beat yourself up too much if you ain't doing it. Just laugh like we laughing right now about being <laughs> unable to find the push-ups or the gym, you know. Logic yeah. he 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 lost the gym's address. That's what we gonna tell everybody. <laughs> The gym been closed. It was just under construction. <laughs> they closed it. Yeah, they closed it down. <laughs> they closed it down. It ain't his fault. You know, they under construction or some shit. They remodeling. As soon as they finish the remodel, he gonna be right there first in line. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but man, man, it's been a minute. Yo, we want to thank everybody listening to the podcast, sticking with us. Super duty tough work. You know, we trying to get this routine going and trying to keep this podcast regular. It gets tough sometimes because now your boy got a job. And uh, really, we working on some other shit that I think is going to uh, get us coming to you a little more frequently and take some yeah. of the, the, the drama out of recording this thing. And so uh, hopefully we're very close to doing that. And uh, maybe in the coming weeks, we'll start doing it. But uh, this week, we got a topic that we haven't really talked about before like this. Mm -hmm. Whenever we do producer topics we get a lot of love a lot of support from the mm -hmm. producer community who listens to us and we got a lot of artists of all different types who listen to us and uh this week is a production topic this week's topic is production tips for i'm sorry composition tips for mm -hmm. producers and uh this was inspired because your boy printnificence Get his Mozart on. <laughs> I've been sending some some joints around the last week or so. Been lighting Illogic's inbox up, you know, a couple other people. Like, what you you know, back back in my composition mode. And uh I've been inspired the last week or two, just in general, but I think it's you know, I think I said before, I routinely take breaks from doing music. And I'm coming out of one of those breaks. Where, yeah, I take six, eight months off. It's no big deal because when I do do music, like, I do music hard, you know, where mm -hmm. I'll make fucking four, five things in a day, you know. But um, this topic has been uh, on my mind for a minute because I started just studying a bunch of composers that I really like, guys who just make music that's just dope, and finding some common threads among what's, what they do. And as I study more and I apply more, I see these things work. Some of these are, are tips that work for me, tips that we've done for a while. If you are a composer of music, whether you write music, this might help you if you just write anything, long form mm -hmm. uh, uh, content of any form, might, this might work for you. But today's tip topic is going to be specifically for music producers who are interested in writing and composing better songs, melodies, arrangements, what have you. And uh, this should be a cool topic. It's something that, you know, we are doing every day and I'm fucking with every day. And I hope this is helpful to you. And so uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> 
We got you stuck off the realness The most infamous, you heard of us Official podcast murderers The show comes equipped with few points to share Grown man ideas for all those who care And wanna grow, so go ahead and download Every single week with a brand new episode You're not alone in this world, cousin So we share information and honest discussion And keep repping the culture like we supposed to They spread gossip, but they never come closer I can hear it inside their tone They talk about the industry, but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works, the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info, but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work With your host, Blueprint Raw and uncut Adult Conversations no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. We're back, folks. Super duty, tough work. Blueprint, the logic. This week, we are talking about composition tips for producers. We got 10 of them things. Mm. So this is going to be an episode that's probably a little longer than usual. But we've been yeah, going I mean, for a minute. Yeah, we've been going for a little bit. So took a couple weeks off, so... We're going to give y'all extra bars today to make up for the, the, the missing time. And so how did this conversation come about? Okay. I realized the other day that I just get paid to, to drive around and talk to my friends on the phone and listen to fire ass music. Long story short, that's what I do every day. So in the midst of taking this break from doing music because I had a job, you know, I'm still working on certain shit, but I don't get to do music every day like I had. And I haven't really made a beat since last fall prior to the last two weeks. And um, I just start listening and listening. And I'm going down these Spotify rabbit holes, you know, where you, you got one artist you fuck with mm-hmm. and it just leads you to another one. <laughs> right. Artist you may like. Right. You know, then you're like, oh, this guy got some fire too. Okay. And then you got shit you always wanted to throw on a playlist. And when you put it on these playlists, your playlists just get potent as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so I got certain playlists, just go to playlists. And uh, when I throw them on, I'm just like zoning out, listening to mm-hmm. them for a seven, eight hour drive, like uh, visualizing in my head, like what I'm hearing and how I'm going to apply it to music. And so even though I haven't been making music the last six, seven months, I've been studying music the last six, seven months as a mm-hmm. listener. And the wild part is this. Prior to getting this job, I felt like I never had the time and place to listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. When you in your house and you put a record on, you be getting interrupted. Mm-hmm. You walk out the room, the phone ring, you got to look up something on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got, you're never truly, truly just sitting listening to music at home. And it will bug me for the years. Like, yo, I don't listen to music as much as I, I still listen to records that I, I buy. Right. That's different. Like right. digging is different. We listen to those records. I right. mean, just as like a casual throw on some record and listen to it for hours. Mm-hmm. Or just checking out new music. Yeah. I, do that. <laughs> I stopped doing that. Yeah. I didn't have a time. Or I just didn't have a peaceful enough setting. Now that I've been driving this truck, dude, 
man, I'm loving music, man. I'm fucking into it again. I'm like, this is shit. Oh my, like shit, come on. I be getting the fucking stink face. Like, oh, this is my shit right here. Like, I ain't felt like that in a minute. Because I just say, this is like literally nothing to interrupt me from listening to music for 14 hours a fucking day, dude. Mm. So as I'm listening to music and I'm going down these rabbit holes, I start like hearing styles and things I like, you know, like, Y'all know, like, like David Axelrod is my guy. I like shit like that. Recently, I started stumbling into like the whole Italian library record gang of, of dudes and some of their shit. And that shit just got me like, mm, let's go. <laughs> and so that's kind of what's behind it. So the last two weeks, and Elijah can attest to you, like I hadn't seen this. Usually when I be making certain shit, I'll be sending this dude shit all the time. He knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll just disappear for like a year. I'll send him like two <laughs> right. albums worth of shit, and then he nothing. He won't just hear nothing. Be gone. Be gone. Be like, what's Frank doing? Just, that's it. But he mm. knows when I'm going hard, I'm going hard. When I'm not, I'm not. So, you know, like two weeks ago, I mean, I started like my man's inbox up again. Hey, hey, hey. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. uh, and so I'm just. But what I'm doing differently this time is I'm not quote unquote making beats. What I'm trying to do this time, as opposed to how I would normally make music, is I'm going back to composition now, which is kind of what I did when I was working on Adventures and Counterculture. When I do on that record, I was just like, I would write on piano, I would compose, try to write mm -hmm. four or five things I liked every day. And then from that, select the best, strongest riffs and melodies. And then from that, produce, write to those, then produce them. Mm -hmm. But my last record, I encountered an issue where, like, I did it all with samples and then I went back and had to like change all those samples. I want to replay them because I, I, I didn't want to take the chances. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and so. Um, but then that made me think I was going about it the wrong way. I'm like, yo, why don't you just compose pieces of music that are dope mm -hmm. by themselves? Right, right. That if you heard them, you'd be like, I need to sample that. I'll loop that shit up. That's just fire. And why don't you just make those instead of, you know, sampling some shit, writing it to it, leaving it as it is, and then going back at the very end, trying to make it sound like it's not a sample right. at the end and adding all this time to the process. Do some of this shit. Up. And so I've been into composing, long story short. And so we got these tips and that's what kind of got me here. And so I've been just the last two weeks, I've been just like feeling it, just sitting down, just writing all original pieces in my my, my shit chops is getting better. My ears better now. My chords is getting, getting more fire. And um, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about, you know, 10 tips, composition tips for producers. And the first tip for producers is one I just mentioned, which is start with inspiration. By that, I mean, don't just feel like you got to sit down at the fucking keyboard, sampler, workstation, and pull a dope-ass idea out of nowhere. <laughs> it's not realistic. It's not realistic. But you would be surprised how many producers get discouraged when they sit down at that keyboard and the shit just don't come to them immediately. Mm -hmm. This is why I say start with inspiration. I literally have been listening to music that I love for seven months straight. Mm-hmm. 11 to 14 hours a day 11 hours driving a day i drive about 11 hours a day sometimes a little less but in general that's what i do listen to fire ass music 
I'm inspired like a motherfucker. When I sit down, the shit is right there. Right. When I hear something, I can pick out the parts now because I've been listening and studying so much. But I don't always try to sit down and just pull shit out of my out of my ass or out of the fucking thin air because it don't work like that. No, it don't. And you shouldn't pressure yourself into thinking it does, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like whenever I sit down to make beats, because usually I have I have it on my schedule. Um mm-hmm. You know, to where seven to ten, I make beats. The first hour of that is usually listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. The first hour of that is getting me in the place where I'm ready to create, you yeah. know, because because it's a scheduled thing for me. So mm-hmm. in order to get me in the mood, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I, I listen to music for an hour. And then that that tells me if I'm editing video or if I'm making beats, you know, yep. what I mean? <laughs> straight up, straight up. Because if you got like, something, you making yeah, beats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, start with inspiration. Yeah. And so, like, for those of you at home, if you're a producer, one of the things you should be thinking of, what shit do I just love hearing that gets me amped about beat making? Mm. Gets me amped about writing melodies or choruses or, or whatever the fuck I write. What, what is it? Whatever that thing is, compile it in one low easy to access easy to be inspired by if it's on youtube make you a youtube playlist you know what i mean if it's on spotify make a spotify playlist that you can go to whenever you have the time and just listen to it just soak it in Mm -hmm. and what's going to happen is you're going to be inspired by it so much eventually it ain't going to be no overnight you hear something you sit down and you can translate that, that into ideas but you'll be so inspired by it that you'll have way more direction when you sit down mm-hmm. because have you have an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. Because direction is one of the hardest things to come up with when you sitting down and making a beat. Yeah. Do I want to make a fucking open mic banger? Do I want to do some choppy primo shit? Do right. I want to, <laughs> you know, you don't know. Right. Do some, some fly jazzy shit. You don't fucking know. And that can waste a lot of time trying to figure out what fucking direction you go. Listen mm-hmm. to what inspires you catalog what inspires you make a playlist that you can access at any fucking time yeah tip number one tip number two garbage in garbage out i think this has been on other lists of ours many lists (laughs) many lists and 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 this is one of those things where we all learn over the years as producers that the quality of what you produce is largely a function of your input, mm-hmm. meaning the quality of records you sample, the records you have access to, you know, so as you learn how to dig, them samples get a little crazier. Mm-hmm. When you first started, it was kind of mid. Yeah. But then you start digging better, you ain't got to dig as hard because you know how to find them gems. Mm-hmm. But before you knew, you was hooking up mediocre shit. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, when you have no idea, you have no idea. Like in in the process of me digging, like I still hit the dollar bins religiously, mm-hmm. but I don't mind spending three, five, you know what I mean, yes. seven dollars to make sure that I'm getting some quality shit because a lot of the dollar shit, there's there's the popular stuff, and then there's yep. there's guesses. Yes, you know what I'm saying. There's yep. there's chances that you take. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know an artist, I know a drummer, I know a keyboardist, I know somebody that I'm looking for, 
Mm-hmm. They're on this record. It's a seven dollar record instead of a dollar record, so I know mm-hmm. it's most likely fired because I know they're fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't let there be a listening station. Oh, come on! I'll come spend on. way more on that record if I can listen to it first. Oh, hell yeah! You know, yeah. yeah I've hey. dropped ten. I've dropped ten, fifteen before after listening. Like, oh, I got to get this. I think I bought my first $20 record like last time I was in Philly. Me and Zilla, <laughs> Zilla was with me. I was like, Zilla, I ain't never spent this much on a record. I said, what about to do it, man? I'm about to do it. I got to get it. I had to. I was like, I had like $100 records. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I got to in this $20 record. I can't just let this motherfucker go. Nah, it's got some shit on it. On principle, you know? So, but, but this also applies to those of you who play primarily and don't sample. You know, the quality of the tools you use when you produce mean a lot. Yeah. You know, when you first start getting your, your shit right, you, you know, your, your plug-in game ain't that fierce. It ain't that mean. And then as you get into it, you start seeing and, and reading articles and be like, oh, this guy's using that. You start hearing everybody saying the same equipment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I used the blah, blah, blah VST. Yeah, I used the blah, blah, blah to make it sound. You're like, oh, why not using that? Mm-hmm. And then you start fucking with you like, oh man, what the fuck was I tripping? This is great. I'm never going yeah. back. But these guys who invest more, they invest more because they know that the quality of their sounds has as big of an impact on everything they do as anything else. It may even be more important. Yeah. You know, so you out there might thinking that, oh yeah, I can get this free VST. It'll do what the fucking $800 joint do. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, doesn't. It, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I got a few select that I've actually spent money on. I get. Yes. I got a lot of free joints. Most honestly, I spend more money on my mixing VSTs than I do my instrument VSTs. Yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite. I don't. Yeah. I'm like. I mean, I have some some decent mixing stuff, but like my instrument shit. Yeah. I've heard. Like I, I was asking one of the ones you said. I'm like, is yeah. that breaths in there? Like, what the? F- <laughs> what am I hearing? How did you make the sound look so real? What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like, I try to do that because I know that the more authentic it sounds for the style that I do, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I need it to sound authentic, like something that we would hear on a record. And so I have to make sure that I'm not using shit that don't sound convincing, right? You know, and this goes for everybody out there. Sometimes being cheap is very expensive. Yeah. You know, you you cut corners on all your sounds. You cut corners. You don't want to spend money on records. You don't want to spend money on VSTs. You don't want to spend money on a nice thing. You don't want to spend money on the hard. What the fuck do you spend money on, man? You're the cheapest producer out there and your shit sound cheap. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself because garbage in is going to be garbage out. Thanks. That's number two. Number three tip we got and this is something i do i don't know about everybody else but this is something i do and i talked about it even in the adventures of counterculture book uh for those of you who've read that but my philosophy with production for this style of production is melody first production second Hmm. that means when i'm writing if i'm sitting down at the piano all, all i'm doing is writing a riff on the piano whatever riff comes in my head i'm just recording it into my sequencer strictly on piano I'll play the chords on the piano. I'll play the bass line on the piano. I'll play what should be like the string or whatever supporting notes on them. Maybe some pad type things on the piano. I got three, four things. And then I'll sit there and listen to it. 
Because the last thing I want to do is if that shit ain't fire, I ain't spending no hours producing that shit and selecting sounds and <laughs> tightening it up and putting rims on it and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going through all that shit. And like as a producer, that shit will kill your spirit. You spend all this time producing an idea or melody that ain't banging. Yeah. Then it sound like shit and you just spent two hours on it. Yeah. It don't grab nobody. They'd be like, yeah, it sounds real clean. Sounds cool. You sound, but the melody ain't like, ooh. Mm-hmm. People are like, okay. Like as soon as it drop, you're like, okay, yeah, that melody is. Mm-hmm. But that's because melody is the most important fucking thing. Yeah, that's what draws us to samples. Yes, that's why the we melody sample. of those riffs. That's why we say sa- those riffs yes. are why we sample. That melody is why we sample. When yeah. we reminisce over you, he heard yeah. that riff and was like, "Oh, yeah, come on, yeah, you had to loop that up. <laughs> yeah, no choice. Yeah, you know, no choice. Imagine how many times you listen to that record. Like he probably was like, "Oh no, hell no, let me bring this back." <laughs> oh shit. Because that record is so incredible. That original yes. song. Yes, it is. Incredible. But yet, melody. Melody. Never trick yourself into thinking it ain't important. And and you, and it's this ain't even about like a, a commercial versus underground debate. It ain't about nothing about that. The same rules apply. Yeah. You show me an underground song that's popular. It's got a dope melody to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you think all caps ain't got a dope melody? You can sing that shit. You can sing it. Melody. But as a producer, you want to make sure you focus on that first. That's my tip as a as a composer. You can do it however you want to. You can go straight into uh sound selection and and mixing and mastering and do all of this shit and gaining and and and, and all you can do all that. I'm gonna be sitting at the piano writing the dopest fucking riff. <laughs> and I ain't gonna spend none of that time doing none of that post-production shit you're doing until my riff is so fucking crazy, it don't matter what the fuck I play it in. Yeah. And uh, that's my advice to you. That's number three. Uh, let's take a break and we'll come right back. Word. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to absolutely own. The first is The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists. And the second is The Social Media Cheat Code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop, along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast the 10 traits of successful hip-hop is for you second book is the social media cheat code that is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media it's not for super experienced people it's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need so what we did is i broke down like 
12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support. And uh, back to the show. All right, folks, we back. Print Nevisons, the logic. We're talking about composition tips for producers. All our producers, friends out there, friends of the show. What up? What up? We're keeping this shit going. We got six more to go. We on tip number four. And this is one uh, that you will hear everywhere. But tip number four is that layering is your friend always always layer always sometimes i was listening to something just friday and it was a song i discovered it had this lady singing this ill part she was just like it was just like this ill melody i was like oh this is so fucking just like it made me melt a little bit like oh this is cold i was like ah she killing it and it was just so just in a pocket and i was and then it would come on the first five times just singing along then about the fifth listen I'm hearing how they layered the melody underneath her. Mm-hmm. So she's not just singing it by, they got the strings playing the exact same thing she's singing. I'm like, oh, I see what y'all did with that layering over. Y'all had me too. It took me like six listens to catch it. <laughs> but that's, that's the key to a lot of great producers and composers. They don't just have one thing doing something. Mm-hmm. They layer it. They, the layering adds text. I'm sorry, texture to it depth to it and uh sometimes when we first start composing we just pick the one part we play it in whatever instrument we want and we just leave it yeah throw some drums on it maybe a bass line and that's the, it. the end and it kind of limits our ideas a little bit when we do that you know yeah like if you, even if you listen to like dr dre you listen to premiere records you listen to a lot of the producers that might sound minimal there's there's multiple even Q-tip. There's multiple samples and multiple layers, and even mm-hmm. a lot of cats like even with their drums, you know, they'll layer different loops. They'll layer different time signatures on top of each other to give things a certain feel. Mm-hmm. Like layering is always the best way to go. Now sometimes things might not call for layers, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. but you always you always got to put put that work in to get those layers out there just to see what 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 it could be, you know. Yeah. And if you're if you're doing it the right way, you're going to have as you're producing. You should always have more than you need mm-hmm. you as you make your idea and you're, you're, you're brainstorming, you're throwing stuff at the wall. You're going to have a bunch. You should have a bunch of different instruments playing some of these melodies and counter melodies and bass lines and stuff just to see how it sounds. And then as you start producing, and you start sculpting this idea, chiseling it down. Eventually, you're going to. Be like, okay, this should be layered or it shouldn't be layered. Right. This is enough. This is too much. This instrument by itself don't need nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let that cook by itself. Don't need yeah. shit. You know. Other times you might have to layer it, like you're saying. But knowing when is very important because you don't want this to sound too busy. Right. You know. So that's number four tip. Number five tip. Composition tip for producers is switch it up. But not too much. Yes. Not too much, but enough. Mm-hmm. You know, when you listen to, to, to real composers, I'm not talking about just like a rap record. 
I'm, I'm talking about the records that they sample. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it ain't just the loop. We might like the loop, but if you listen to it a little more, they're changing it up. They're going to hit you with the verse. First, they're going to hit you with the intro. Mm-hmm. They're hit you with the little verse joint, bridge, chorus. Maybe back to another bridge, then the verse again, then the chorus. <laughs> you never know. They're going to be weaving and dodging. You know what I'm saying? Right, You're not going right. to be able to predict what they're doing, but they, they're going to have various different parts in there. And it stops it from sounding monotonous. Yeah, it makes it more interesting. Yeah. We don't have to do exactly what they do. Right. But I do think we will be better served by just keeping an extra sequence or two in the tuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least for for hooks, for, you know, just a bridge, even if you're doing instrumental stuff. It's yeah. always good to have a small change up in there mm-hmm. just to keep the interest going. Now, if your beat's only 45 seconds, then, you know what I mean? But- you don't need no change. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need nothing in there, but it's always good. No. It keeps it interesting, and it, and it uh, encourages you to go back for for multiple listens when there's changes as well. Yes, yes, yeah. The crazy thing, I find myself sometimes like when oh, when I make uh, what I'm talking about, like maybe I got a beat that I made two years ago, right, three years ago, and at the time I just looped it up, didn't think nothing out of it. Like, oh, this is crazy. Might have wrote a whole song to it. Mm-hmm. Then I go back and I revisit the record I sampled. I'm like, why did I? How did I miss that part? <laughs> Right, I do that all the time, dude. <laughs> Let me get that real time. quick. Like, you, you miss it in the moment because you're so enamored with this one little part, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always go back whenever I'm mixing, whenever I'm mm-hmm. finalizing a record, especially if I use a lot of samples. I always go back to the record yes. to see what I missed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm not listening for that thing I already sampled. So I'm listening for the yeah. other stuff around it to see. You yeah. know, if I can make a bridge, if I can make a little change, a little four bar add in on the second verse that never mm-hmm. appears again. You know what I mean? Doing different shit. You know, that's the great thing about that's the great thing about sampling and playing in general. Yes. Yeah. You can go back to the well again and find mm-hmm. little pieces, little chops, you know. And uh, yeah, it keeps it interesting. Keeps it so interesting. But that's number five. Number six. Number six. I'm just going to call this, you know. Base hits, not home runs. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to get on base, man. Put your put your bat on the ball. Feeling like you got to sit down and make a fucking quote unquote banger. Every time you sit down, can create a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's no different than someone stepping on the plate and feeling like they have to hit a home run every time they swing their bat. Mm-hmm. You want to take your best swing, but to feel the pressure to say like. If I don't hit a home run, it's a failure. It's a bit too much uh, for the average artist to take. I don't think we really operate best like that. And I don't think music even works like that. I think you make a bunch of stuff. Some stuff's good. Some stuff's not. Yeah, I mean, if you're any artist should know that everything that they do is not going to be the best thing that they do. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're painting a picture, whether you're sewing a, a sweater, you know, like. It's not going to always be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not going to always be what you want. But the more you do it, the more times you'll hit that home run. Yes. You know, there's a reason that the people that, you know, get there at bats and they practice their craft have the, you know, hitting percentage that they do. They hit more home runs than not because they constantly do it. You know, yes. it's repetition. So you got to keep you got to keep putting that work in. You'll hit more home runs as you do it more. But mm-hmm. don't expect to 
to do that every time because then you'll be very discouraged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be very, you won't want to sit down and do nothing. Mm-mm. I think that's why some people just throw away beats. You know, you, yeah. get, you, ever, you hear people go, oh, no, I didn't save that. I didn't save this. I didn't save that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, even if I don't like the finished product of a beat, there's some element in there. Yeah. Maybe it was the selection of a bass sound. Maybe mm-hmm. it was like some hi-hats. Maybe it was whatever. There was something in there that made me work on that beat as long as mm-hmm. I did. Right. So I just can't throw it away like that. Mm-hmm. But so I think some people throw it away because their expectations of themselves is so high right that it pisses them off to have to save this beat that ain't meeting their expectations <laughs> right because they know they might run into it again yeah like, Fuck. get mad all over again too. Like, all over again like this shit was whack what the fuck i saved this for i'm mad again <laughs> you know punk ass beat you know <laughs> shit ain't fire you, you pissed off you don't want to make beats again so I think that's why they be deleting their beats. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this shit is mediocre as fuck. But that hi hat right there, woo! Let me grab them. Right, man, that kick. Yeah, <laughs> I got to remember sound. that one. Yeah, that one, one sound. sound. That's yeah, it. One sound. You know, because that's really what be making you push on. You be hearing one little thing, they be like, you know what? The kick is kind of fire. Let me just keep. Let me keep, yeah, let me keep adding. Let me keep adding. Yeah. <laughs> And it should be fucking, fucking whack as shit. You be like, all right, all right, all right, all right enough. What time is it? Oh shit, yeah. two hours on this. Damn, I was tripping. This shit ain't going nowhere. Yeah. The kick is still the best thing about the fucking beat. But yeah, man, uh, just base hits, man. You ain't gonna get no home runs, man. Doing it every time, and uh, just stay focused on that. Yeah. And so, uh, let me think. Should we do one more? You know what? We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner, or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. All right, folks, we're back. Super duty, tough work, blueprint, illogic, my partner in crime, word. They're talking about beat making, you know, production, composition, you know. We out here doing this shit, man. We doing it, man. Y'all know y'all fucking with the real deal when you fucking with these dudes over here. You know, beats, rhymes, DJ. Might even beatbox on the motherfucker. What, what the fuck? <laughs> getting all that. You getting all, all that. of it. All of it. You fucking with us, boy. You gonna get some hip hop shit. Podcasting. Books. Literature. Doing it. Fuck y'all want. 
Might hit you with a lecture, a little TED Talk joint. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Fuck with your boys. <laughs> yeah, we got like three, four more to go. For, uh, composition tips for producers. Number seven. This is one I kind of I kind of went into it earlier. I should have saved it, but I, I didn't. But basically, uh, number seven tip is to compose first, produce second. I look at production like filmmakers look at film. Film has two distinct uh, parts to it or the process. The first is, you know, filming, yeah. shooting, right? Yeah. The second part is post-production. Right. Post-production is when you take all the ideas, when you take all of the stuff you just, that you just amassed and you start finding the best moments. You streamline it, you edit it, you cut it down, you throw some things away and you, you put it in its final dope form. That's when you put in the real work. Right, right. And uh, a lot of things won't be clear to you till you get to post-production. You know, um, I, try, I say this because technology has changed right before our eyes. Once upon a time, we had to keep the two process is separate mm -hmm. we had to create then go somewhere somebody would mix it right somebody would master it somebody would produce it right now the technology has blurred the lines a little yeah and they're confusing the process for a lot of producers people are now you know you can get a, ma a dope mastering plug-in and now all of a sudden you just made a beat and you spend in there two hours just mastering the keyboard part of your beat right hours going by doesn't make sense, <laughs> doesn't doesn't make make sense. it's a waste yeah it's a waste you don't even know if that beat's gonna be on your album but you just spent all this time like trying to maximize it and make it pop and cut through like don't do that mm. don't do that yet um but but i say this because i i i would like to advise all of the producers out there to See if you can streamline your process and speed it up by keeping these two things separate. When I keep them separate, I find that I'm way, my output is way higher. Right. Yeah. Because you're not spending the, the time. Exactly. The extra stuff. Mm -mm. Like I'm not mixing a song if the song, if I ain't happy with my vocal performance. Right. On just the, 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 the demo version. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not doing, I hate nothing worse than like mixing a song and doing all this stuff. And you'd be like, man, I need to change some shit about my verse. Or, right. <laughs> this, right. Hook, this hook ain't that tight. You know, I could do better on a hook. It's like, mm -mm. nah, you should have done that before you got the post-production, mm -hmm. you know, cause once you get there, it costs you way more time, energy, money. And so if you have an opportunity, make sure you separate, you know, pre-production from post-production. You know, pre-production is making beats every day. That's what we do. Make beats, write melodies, whatever. Post-production is when it's time to turn that shit into an album. Right. Right. Just to, to work on the transitions in between songs. You know? Right. Get your sequences right. Yeah. You know? Make sure, make sure you ain't got nothing that's repetitive. Right. Because sometimes I find myself in production, post-production is when I started noticing, oh man, I use that sound in two different places on this record. Let me replace that. Oh yeah, like I said, that's when I go back to the records. Like, okay, yeah. Let me start adding some extra, 
extra movement in here mm-hmm. because that's the that's the one thing you don't want, especially for a vocal album. You want them to want to go back. You yes. know what I'm saying? And if the production is boring, unless they're MC, unless all they listen to is lyrics, they're not going to go back to your record Mm-mm. that often. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, the, pr- the production is what adds the depth. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it, it's very rare. But, you know, there are writers who have that style where you can listen to them and pick out lines that you didn't hear the first few times. Right. But they are the exception in this industry, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, the production is another way you can add that, you know, but yeah, that's number seven, number eight tip. And this is something I'm recently learning as I start getting more into chords and shit on my records is, uh, voicing matters. And by voicing, I mean this, let's say you play three notes together. We'll, I'll explain this as simply as possible for people at home. You got three notes to make up a chord, right? Note number one, note number two, number three. What's crazy is that the volume mm-hmm. of each note of each note completely changes how that chord hits you, right? How it makes you feel, how it makes the listener feel. You could have a dope chord, but if your voicing is wrong, mm-hmm. you got the, the voice that should be the lowest, loudest, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It just it ruins it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we have technology where you can go back and fix these problems, but you got to first know that it can be a problem. Like something about these chords ain't hitting. First thing I start thinking, okay, if I know the notes are the right notes, it's like, okay, let me start fucking with these volumes. And which note needs to be the dominant note? Mm -hmm. And then the rest of them are there to support it. You know, then also there's timing, you know, voicing in terms of timing, which note hits first. Yeah. So you got loudest dynamic and you also got the first. Do I, do I want the, the note that's the least important to play first? Ah, I want the, the dopest, most important note to be heard millisecond before the other. <laughs> oh, right. That's <laughs> a millisecond. Sets the tone. Sets the tone. And I'm going to carry that throughout the other chord so it's consistent. Right. But these are little things that like when you listen to the best composers, they're so good at this. Mm. Incredible at this. You never hear no shit where it's like you don't know what's going on with the core. It's like they just like. They're just sitting. sitting. The pockets, the, the pockets <laughs> that composers pick, you know, and mixers pick for where they they lie, the volumes, mm-hmm. you know, the timing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why we love Dilla so much is because of his timing. Yes. Yes. You know, not just what hit, when it hits. Yeah, when it hit. You know, like, ah, the space it creates. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people, sometimes you be tempted to fill up that space. Ah. Use that space to, to, to accentuate the shit you want to accentuate. Because mm-hmm. the listener will catch up. You know, like that space, it's like, it's like silence in a movie. You know, like you go watch a movie, one of the most, uh, powerful tools for building tension is silence mm-hmm. it ain't a bunch of fucking talking you don't be talking i mean you have your expose moments where yes and then i decided to go here and that's why i'm on this mission because you know he killed my master and then you know <laughs> i'm on my revenge tour they explain it to you out there mm-hmm. in in the mi- middle of this mission but in general it's like oh man just do the shit yeah you know and uh but voicing matters 
and, and think about that when you're composing, like what is the most prominent part? What is the listener uh, going to need to be able to latch on, sing along, hum along, right? And make sure that part is prominent mm-hmm. in the voicing. Number nine, speaking of Dilla, less quantization. I don't quantize. I don't, I don't quantize yeah. at all. I, I quantize when I'm writing, mm-hmm. but when I start arranging, yeah. everything getting slid all over. I'm pushing <laughs> shit all, all over the fucking place. Like, Get over there. You're too close right. to him. What right, you think right. of man? Move back some. Yeah, I don't like none of y'all too close to each other. Like, yeah, yeah I, that's how I do it. But yeah, and, and it's crazy because we tend to think of quantization only in terms of drums. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's everything. It's everything. Like, your baseline can't be on the fucking one, man. Nah, it's no that fun. That's no tr- fun. Yeah, push it back a little bit. Yeah. You know, cer- certain things you might want on the one, but not everything. Right. Like, push things around, slide them around until that shit sound fucking natural and funky. Like, oh, this shit it sounds like it's... This is the pocket there. A lot of guys, mm-hmm. there's so it's so much easier to do that now than it was back in the day. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Now that you got like this, this the grid layout, you could just yeah. move shit all over the fucking place. <laughs> right, right. You just know. a couple, couple, couple blocks. Move yeah, a couple blocks off. Just a little bit. <laughs> nudge it, couple yeah. nudges. But you know, it's but it makes it sound more human. We have more technology now, but the risk is that it doesn't sound as human. So you want to pick and choose your spots. And don't feel like you got to quantize everything. Like I was saying, like, I'm not one of those guys. Like, I don't think I'm not one of those guys who heavily uh, I'm not like uh, the super sloppy behind the beat drum guy. Like my buttons are tight mostly because I'm rapping. Mm -hmm. I only want my shit. So I can't rap to to super unquantized sloppy drums. Like, yeah, yeah. because I'm doing something rhythmic to the drums. So there's limitations that I have in my mind as an MC, But as a composer. I'm sliding shit around to that shit sound like <laughs> just don't like oh the fuck it there it is you know what I mean I'm moving it it's just but you gotta find that mm-hmm. and you can move your instruments around and your drums can be tight there's diff- you can have your drums loose and your instruments tight just yeah however you want to do it but yeah, just play with it play with it man and just find your shit you know that's number nine last tip last composition tip for producers is it's not a race. You ain't got to rush to get nothing done for nobody. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here seriously like, yo, I ain't made no fucking music in seven months. I don't feel like I'm rushing shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there like, yo, I'm just falling in love with music again. Listening to music again. I'm not thinking, damn, the homie just dropped a record and I still ain't dropped. <laughs> right. I'm still mixing. I'm still... I'm still listening to the samples. Yeah, I'm still listening to samples. I'm just never writing melodies and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't, damn, the homie on tour and I'm still at home. I don't give a fuck. When it's, when it's ready, it's ready. Yeah. When it's not, it's not. And everybody is on a different time, but, but don't let the speed of others, don't let the pace of others make you feel like you got to move faster. You know, you look on YouTube and all you hear is, such and such as producer makes three beats in 10 minutes. Right. You'd be thinking, damn, I can't make three good beats in 10 minutes. Neither uh, can he, it, most likely. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the secret. Neither can he. <laughs> 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 
That's the fine print. <laughs> Neither can he, dog. He made three uh, beats in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't fire. Right. He took the drum, used the same drums on all three of them motherfuckers. Didn't program those. He probably, that's probably a loop. You know? <laughs> right. Don't get it fucked up. Don't get it fucked up. You know, there are certain people who are like musically inclined who can knock out some shit like that. Like if you're well, like, yeah. you grew yeah. up, you can play play. Oh yeah, then that's different. That's different. But that's completely different. The average hip hop producer, fuck no. Mm-hmm. They're not making three fire beats in 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? No. But it's not a race. But you watch that shit enough. You start thinking, oh, man, let me hustle through this. Let me rush through this. Let me. Nah, man, you're not going to hear everything the first time you sit down. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'll make some shit. I get my main idea down. I just ride around and listen to it for a day or two. Yeah, you know it's all I, about your it's all about your process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trust your process. If your process is taking a melody and listening to it for two weeks before you add anything else to it, yeah. then do that. You know, if you can put down a whole little composition right then and there in 20 minutes and listen to it and then fix it later, mm-hmm. then do that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your process is, you gotta trust it and let it, you know, run its course instead of trying to rush itself. Exactly. Exactly. Well fucking said. Yeah, but it's not a rush. And don't let these uh, people who you don't know and guys who are, you know, making content, you know, not art. Right. Fool you into speeding up your process. Find your, your, your pocket. Make whatever you can make that uh, is a reflection of your best effort. And then you'll always be happy with what you do. All right. And so that's it. I hope that these tips have helped somebody this evening. And uh, I'm going to read them back. Composition tips for producers. Number one, start with your inspiration. Number two, garbage in, garbage out. Number three, melody first, not the instruments, not production. Number four, layering is your friend. Number five, switch it up, but not too much. Number six, bass hits, not home runs. Number seven, compose first. Produce second. In other words, pre-production, post-production. Number eight, voicing matters. Number nine, less quantization. Number 10, it's not a race. That's it for this week, folks. Yeah. Uh, hope y'all dig it. I want to thank everybody who's been buying the books, man. People be buying the books. It's crazy. Because they're helpful. Yeah. I still it's a re- they reference guys for me. Yeah. You know? It's dope, man. I appreciate y'all, man, because you know uh, one has been out for like a year. I'm gonna do like a book sale this week. So those of you who are listening, you know, I'm gonna have a big book sale this week on uh, waitlist.net for uh anyone who hasn't got the books yet. And if there's any titles that you ain't got, because just as a sign of appreciation, you know, I think it's like the one year anniversary of the uh cheat code book. So that yeah. came out about a year ago around this time last summer so you know i want to thank y'all and uh see y'all next week word peace peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes follow the podcast on soundcloud That's more complex that nobody know about.
I mean, super duty tough work, huh?